Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Welcome back to Guys of a Certain Age, the podcast that's hotter than a day in mid-July in Mississippi with the air conditioning now. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside Art Shirley and Jay Reed. Yeah, are you guys still with me? Yes. We're with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How are you doing in now? Every way. Every way? No, that's kind of scary. <laughs> I'll wake up in the middle of the night and there's Jay. <laughs> Hi, Robbie. Yeah. I missed you, Robbie. Can we that, do a podcast it's just now? just that poster you have. Happy birthday, birthday to you. No, it's a, it's a life-size fat head of Jay on the wall. <laughs> oh, man. We need those. We need our character avatars. Uh, that's right. Fat heads. I, yeah. want, I want a bobblehead, too. Oh, Can we get one good. of those? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm sure we could Is get Is that in one. our budget? No, it's not in our budget. We have, <laughs> do we have a budget? We have no budget whatsoever. So, oh, we're well, already... You wouldn't know it. <laughs> the special effects are incredible. They really are. We really should do these on video so y'all could see them with us, but... Yeah, the green screens are great. I mean, yeah. we shoot. In a, I mean, we record in a green studio, so yeah. we could just key everything out. So, all right. So let's jump into some geeks of the week. I think uh, who wants to go? You want to go first, Art? I don't have a geek of the week. Well, I'm whatever. Talking you about got. binging. Yeah. Okay. What are we binging? What are you binging? Old, so right now I'm binging Johnny Quest. I feel like I may have mentioned that, but who knows if it was on the show or, or just in conversation? Or mumbling to yourself in the middle of the night that when you look CJ well there. Yeah, Johnny Quest, a favorite of mine, probably my favorite cartoon of all time. Um, Back the one back from the '60s, and uh, just really enjoying. It. And I, I've I've seen. I felt like I'd seen every one of them, and I'm sure I have seen every one of them. But there have been some episodes that I didn't remember, and I was really kind of surprised at that. That I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't I don't know what happens in this one. I have a pretty good idea what's going to happen in it. But <laughs> Johnny survives. That Johnny survives. Yeah, yeah. it's the one where Haji gets killed and stabbed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, so binging that and the Titans, and it's kind of like. Uh, uh, Boy, that's a little, yeah. If I get a little too dark with the Titans, I have to go to Johnny Quest and 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 uh, go a little lighter with that. So anyway, those are the two things I'm looking at right now, and I'm about to finish both, so I need to pick out something else. So Jay, I'm hoping that maybe you have some suggestions. That, okay. That that really is the opposite end of the spectrum, though. I'm just yeah, wow. So I got a question. I read a bunch of Tom Swift books as a kid. Yeah. Who came first, Johnny Quest or Tom Swift? Tom Swift did. Yeah. Tom okay. Swift is. Like I said, there was a really old, almost turn of the century version of Tom Swift. You know, Got you. Where, you know, there's this new thing called electricity, Tom. That's right. We talked <laughs> yeah. about that. I've always kind of lumped Tom Smith. Uh, Tom Smith. Yeah. I mean, Tom Swift yeah. Yeah. and um, Hardy Boys. Yep. Kind of in Nancy but Drew. I think Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew are later, much yeah. later. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Jay, you've got a whole slew of things, right? You've got uh, what I'm you binging? got dead people, you got binging, you got a geek. I mean, I've got all kinds. Of this stuff. is now Jay of a certain age. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so the quick RIP is a fellow by the name of Samuel Wright who voiced Sebastian. Oh yeah, oh, I saw yeah. that. Off yeah. the Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I had a uh, shortly after that movie came out, I, I worked at Walmart. So whenever the Disney videos came out or whatever, I would you know be the first in line to grab one. Disney store and all that, but I had a cassette tape, probably still have it, I'm sure, of the Little Mermaid soundtrack, and I listened to it a lot, and I could probably still sing just about every word, but one of my favorite songs was Kiss the Girl, and Sebastian has a very, you know, strong part of that, and I just love that that voice, and anyway, so he did some other things, I think, was the Broadway, Mufasa, oh okay, uh, and a couple other things, but Sebastian was the big deal. Yeah. 
So, and how he wasn't that old. It didn't seem like he was uh, 70 sure something, the, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. I've never seen The Little Mermaid. Oh, really? Wow. No. Or was the it line, that the first? You watch the live action first. Or, the Little Mermaid or, was the first of the of the Renaissance, right? I thought, the new, I thought Lion King was. No, Lion King was like third. Was it? You I had, had, you had seen The Lion King either. You haven't oh, seen The Lion King? Have you ever seen Beauty and the Beast? No. Beauty and the Beast is the best. Yeah. In my opinion. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's what we were going to call the show, A Beauty and Two Beasts, but then we decided guys of a certain age. That's better. what you need to start binging, Robbie. What? Beauty Disney and the Beast. Movies. All the Disney movies. The yeah. Renaissance. I think it was Little Mermaid, then uh, Beauty and the Beast, and I think Lion King was, was after that. But again, and I should always preface this, I, I could easily be wrong. <laughs> I thought about some stuff I said in the Akuna previous. Matata was in Lion King? Lion yes. King. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, what sorry. a wonderful race. Okay, so, yeah, haven't seen that at all. But, yeah, I saw that he passed away. So he passed away. And so what I'm binging started last night, limited series on Netflix called High on the Hog. It's based on a book. Yes, it's about food. Um, Stephen Satterfield is a food writer. Excuse me. He's never Um, talked this much before. (laughs) Where's my water? It took his breath away. That's right. Give him more than five lines and he's like. Oh, I know. No way. Based on a book by Dr. Jessica Harris called High on the Hog. Stephen Satterfield's food writer, chef, who... Jessica Harris. That wasn't the character in Murder, she wrote. Was I don't <laughs> think so. No, maybe, but... Uh, anyway, it's the story of how African-American foodways influenced and basically made American foodways what they oh, are. yeah. And the first episode uh, came out yesterday. It's a four, I think a four-episode limited series. Uh, there's a couple of people in it that I've met at different Southern Foodways Alliance meetings. So that's what attracted me originally. But um, the first episode is in Benin, West Africa. Ooh. And it's just, and that was. Did they do Fufu? I don't remember if I heard that name or not. Fufu is a type of food that you get in Ghana and West Africa. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know how authentic it is. They ate a lot not- of different things. But it was really kind of heart-wrenching because in this, they went to the place where like most of the slaves were sent from. I've been there. Weta, I think, is the name of the little city. But anyway, I'm I, sure it was more than... It's crazy. Oh, mm. man. That is... You talk about... Yeah, we've been to some of the slave castles. Yeah, and it's, it's deep. I mean, this oh, show is, is deep. It's not just about food. What uh, What's it on again? It's, it's on Netflix. On, okay. And it's number seven today in the U.S. on Netflix. Wow. Eye on the Hog. Okay. How many up. episodes? I think it's four. Okay. That's what I, when oh, I looked last night. I'm going to have to binge that. Check that out. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, it's, it, I mean, the first one I really loved. And if you like food at all, but it's, it's a... A lot about Sounds history like more too. Than that, yeah. yeah, definitely about some history that we need to that we need to know. So that's my binging, and then my my geek will be it's the twentieth anniversary. Do we need to get some water? I need to get some water. Yeah. Uh, so we're at the end of May as we record. A couple of weeks ago was the twentieth anniversary of Shrek. Oh, okay. I just remember what my other geek of the week was going to be. Was okay, that it? no, uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So anyway, we, a lot of these things you know. Um, I did not realize that Chris Farley started mm-hmm. as Shrek and then passed away, and and Michael Myers took oh, over. Yeah, and then you probably know that he, they yeah, recorded right. it in his own voice, and then decided he would go Scottish for something million dollars to re. Which he the paid, voices. right? Did he? That, Michael that Myers paid. Yeah, he paid to have, to have done. that done. I think that's right. So it took four and a half years to do all the animation, uh-huh. and it was the first. Uh, Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. That's wow, right. I didn't realize that. I so a lot of cool things. Yeah. Michael Myers had to redeem himself after So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a horrible movie. Wayne's so. World didn't carry him. But yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen How I Married. 
I only watched a little bit of it, yeah. and it's like, yeah, now that's so okay. also we didn't mention this the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark passed a few. Oh wow, yeah, weeks ago too. Well, this we're recording this still on my birthday, so my birthday goes on forever. I share a birthday with you WordPress. WordPress turns 18 today, wow. so WordPress, the content management system, which is basically. It's one of the most revolutionary pieces of web technology out there. It should be called WordPress. It really should. My blog is through WordPress. Everybody's blog is through. Everybody's website's through WordPress. Turned 18 today. So how crazy was that? That's really cool. It is. It is. But yeah, I meant to do that last episode as we celebrated myself, but I didn't want to share the limelight (laughs) with anybody else. Can you imagine that? So So WordPress is legal now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in some, some places they are. So... Um, I, you know, I lied. I said I wasn't binging anything. I started a, huh, started a show called Startup, which is on Netflix, which I think was originally on Crackle from back in 2018. Uh-huh. Um, it's got Martin Freeman in it and a few other folks. And it's, um, it, it, I don't really know what it's about other than a crooked cop who wants to get into some sort of cyber scam that leads to a cryptocurrency so it's pretty fascinating at this point but okay. I, I like martin freeman a lot so um i'm kind of it's three up it's uh, uh three seasons out and it looks like it's one of those netflix acquisitions like they've done mm-hmm. with things like lucifer and a few other shows where it started to fizzle out and they brought it back okay. in so but i'm definitely interested in high on the hog on high on the hog yeah. So comes highly recommended. Well done, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Jay segment. All right. You've done yours. You've done yours. I also have another. (laughs) You've done. Well, I've got I've got another geek. Also, Um, information dropped this week that the Amazon adaptation of Neil Gaiman's um, Sandman has been it looks like it's been completely cast. And this is yet again another comic book limited series. I was a big fan of what Gaiman did with Sandman when he rebooted it. This was a DC property that was on their vertical vertigo imprint back in the late eighties, mid to late eighties. If you, well, if Jay may not remember, but Art may remember there was a Sandman that was in the original justice society of America. Yes. And so, uh, as Batman had gotten updated, um, with dark Knight returns and they start, having a little bit darker, more adult comic book imprint side of DC, Neil Gaiman came back and and relaunched Sandman and turned him into a ethereal character that kind of existed in what they called the dreaming. And so um, just a, a great run on Sandman, completely different than anything that, that you know, you'd seen before. And to me, it was the beginning of the true adult renaissance of comic books um, on DC, DC would not put these comic books out and in the the stores at Walmart or in supermarkets. Right. It was a direct distribution only to comic book stores. Yeah. Uh, a little bit higher in quality of print, mm-hmm. um, and it was a higher price. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, prestige format. I mean, is what that's, that's what I'm called that. To say. Yeah, and that's they reserved that for a, a lot of the literature that actually deserved it. You know, they may have kind of pushed it on some that did well, not, but this one apparently is one of those that did. Well, did you ever read it? No, uh, you know, they've got a, you've told me about a bundle they've got at Amazon that I still need to look at. And that's what, that's how I read it. I read it as a graphic novel compendium. Yeah. And that's, I think, I won't buy individual comics anymore. I wait till they're collected right. in a graphic novel. Yeah. So, like I just picked up Superman, A Man for All Seasons. Yeah. So, have you read that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to reading that next week when we're out of town. Oh yeah, that'd that's, be good. That's why yeah, we're doing two episodes. Yeah, that's today. right. Yeah. But you know, we talked a little bit about superheroes last week and uh, the the cinematic journey to where we are. 
the the Sandman series on on Amazon is another example. I think it's Amazon. Is it Amazon or is it Netflix? Netflix. It's Netflix. Okay. I'm sorry. I think I said Amazon earlier. No, they can't afford. Am, Bezos can't afford anything after he bought Lord of the Rings, his yacht, and MGM. That's right. So, but you know, we, we've talked about. So, do you think that's on his Alexa shopping list? <laughs> Boy, please put MGM on. uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And can I have that two day delivery? That's right. Dang, I I just wanted a video. I didn't want the whole studio. Man, you talk about the ultimate Amazon Prime delivery, and and that I mean not to go off on a rabbit trail because we never do that on this show. But that makes your Amazon Prime subscription even more valuable. Yeah, yeah. It probably will go up up the price. I would imagine because it's what 120 now. Last I heard. Uh, it just c- kind of shows up on my credit card. That's the way it is with me. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I originally got into it when it was 60 or 70 bucks for yeah. that initial, and yeah. now it's... But but anyway, are we at a saturation point with superheroes? Uh, with not just superheroes, but comic book properties that have transitioned to to TV, streaming, or movies. Or, or movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to jump into that after the break. We're going to kind of collect our thoughts because they're all over the place and talk that next. It's an embarrassment of geek riches as we talk comic book properties that have transitioned to to moving media. Um, this is kind of a continuation of what we talked about last week. As as superheroes, and not just superheroes, but comic book properties have become almost prestige, to use Art's word from segment one there, um, with the with the the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, Hollywood is derivative. They're nothing else. Folks have rushed to see what can we mine for for properties to stream, to put on the silver screen, what have you. My question is, do we have too many? Do we have too many? I'm wondering if maybe it's just a, a moment in time where all the other shows... like Now, that's look- the NCAA tournament. At the a end of time, that's true. Oh, that's true. No, so, well, if yeah. you look at look at other other properties, and Law and Order, Sorry, huh? somewhere in time. Oh somewhere. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And he finds the penny. Yes. Oh, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Jay. <laughs> Sorry, were you talking, Jay? Yeah, yeah. But if you look at the other properties on TV. Law and Order. You know how many different versions of that have been? Yeah. NCIS in half a dozen different cities. All the cop shows. All the all Chicago the, shows. Exactly. Yeah. I have that written down, actually. Uh-huh. You know, the ERs and the, the Grey's Anatomy, all those right. types of shows. Superhero shows were there. I mean, we all, we've talked many times about how, what we've watched in the past, but I think we reached a point, and Robbie mentioned this, with the with the technology of special effects. Yes. All of a sudden, things can be done that weren't done, and so we're kind of catching up. Yeah. I think that's one aspect of it, and another aspect is there's this segment of viewers like us who maybe were not ignored but certainly weren't catered to as far as geeky stuff star wars star trek all that and now they've realized we can make a ton of money from this uh yeah, we're, market we're at the we're we're you know some of us may be beyond the target demographic but you have uh, a certain demographic of folks that have grown up reading comics watching this stuff that are hungry for that stuff and are willing to pay for it. Right. You know, that's the thing through subscriptions. Next through, we have some yeah, money. That's right. Yeah. So what was the unwritten uh, beatitude, the geek shall inherit the earth? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and, and so at this point, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really, uh-huh. I mean, when, when, you know, Bill Gates can afford to buy anything he wants. Yeah. You know, it, Comic-Con, who would have thought? 
Comic Con has become also, this huge event. And what you're alluding to, I think, is suddenly the technology is at a form is at a point where you can create something that's really good, and it's you know it's affordable to do so. Mm-hmm. So you can do it on the level of a TV budget, or you know, a pretty good TV budget. Well, case in point, a few months back, I shot this bonfire thing in our backyard <laughs> and sent it to Art and Jay, and Art rotoscopes him he green screens himself in on a dragon flying around this thing and it looked great but yeah i mean i thought about that as we were preparing for this i mean you know uh i mean granted it's not the cinematic masterpiece that it, you know it's fun for me but it really doesn't look too much different than it effects that we saw certainly 20 years ago right. it, i mean it, if you look at some of the old sinbad movies it's right there with it oh it gets you and not, it's off the shelf software it gets you 95% of the way there yeah. it's that other 5% that takes yeah. so much refinement right and this like i said i'm doing this you know the the video uh, that we're talking about i did off the shelf software daz 3d studio uh, you know, a laptop computer, so nothing special. So you know, there's not much money being spent at all on this thing. So yeah, so that so the technology studios is there. have have things where they can make cinematic looking television shows. And, right? and, and the next step is what we're seeing with Mandalorian with their image projecting yeah. with the with the surround image mm-hmm. bank as you're able to put stuff like you're flying through space or what have you. And by by knocking the backgrounds out of focus cinematically with the lenses mm-hmm. that are being shot with, right. it looks realistic. Yeah. It's pretty pretty unbelievable. But I think we've skirted the question that you were asking. Are we at the saturation? We never point? do that. Yeah, so right. well, let's talk. But about- I think we are. I think we probably are. And so, I think that because there are so many shows that I just go, I'm not going to watch that. You know, we just don't have time to watch them all. Well, well we that's a good point. Too. We don't have time to watch them all. But you know, ten years ago, I would have jumped on the Titans when it first premiered. Yeah. I waited till I ended up with an HBO Max, Max subscription and said, oh, uh-huh. okay, I'll, I'll kind of hit it, yeah. you know. Uh, but think of the Arrowverse, which Art, right. you and I have talked about. We've yeah. talked about it on the show. Uh-huh. Started out with a with a with a Big Bang. Watched everything they came out with at first. Watched every episode of everything. It was they so came much out fun. With. Yeah, my and son then, was into that. I didn't watch them all, but yeah. uh, you know that was definitely a, a gateway. And that's when I first started sensing it because I was going, ah, it's kind of hard to keep up with all this. It it becomes an, it becomes an obligation. It becomes to watch. an obligation. That's right, and you almost feel guilty saying. Oh, there's too much stuff out there because we went for so long without anything or without anything really good. Or like we mentioned before in the previous episode, with burst of really high quality, and then several years of kind of you know lesser and material. We saw, we saw Smallville, which kind of mined the entire uh, DC mm-hmm. universe in a low budget way, but right. they did it fairly well. And th- well, they found a way around it. They found a way to tell a story, a superhero based story in a real world so you wouldn't have so many effects things to have to worry about so that was pretty creative on their part to do that so so we've got the the cw on the tv side uh-huh um we've got the marvel cinematic universe which we've talked ad nauseum we won't we won't touch on we that we won't saturate you you won't saturate <laughs> you on that and we talked about the dc universe as well uh-huh. which is um you know a couple of generations yeah, behind what's catch up yeah with uh, with MCU, so but what about everything else out there? Yeah. I talked I talked about Sandman earlier before the break. I mean, so what all's out there? What are you watching, or what have you watched that's superhero based? Wow, a lot. I mean, I'm still trying to catch up. We we were really into Supergirl when it first came Same out. Same here. Yeah. We didn't finish it. I mean, I guess it's still going to some. It degree. is. It's just last season, I yeah. think, yeah. right now. So we didn't keep up with it, but but it was fun. We we enjoyed it. Um, we watched. Well, no, I, I didn't. My wife didn't watch the boys, but um, 
But Umbrella Academy, I really enjoyed Umbrella oh, Academy. Umbrella. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch that either. Didn't even I watch it. I don't know if there's a third of that coming out or not. Third but season. Third yeah. season. But um, that was so different. And, and it gets into those things like I didn't know it was a comic book. You you mentioned I think in the previous episode Road to Perdition and other things that were comic Blade things yeah. that I didn't even realize were comics. So to me it's not it's not as saturated in my brain maybe as it is in y'all's because uh-huh. you you recognize where it comes from. But um, well, so you watched Titans. I watched Titans. Yeah. Did you watch Doom Patrol? Art. Uh, I watched an episode of Doom Patrol and I didn't care for it. And I may need to go back and watch it again because I understand the second season. They've had two seasons already. I right? have no idea. Yeah. Uh, they understand they've kind of ironed out some things. And a lot of times that's what happens. They kind of find their groove and their rhythm or whatever. So I probably need to give it another shot. I liked, I watched Swamp Thing and loved that. That's right. I watched Stargirl. Uh, we really liked that moment one. Of, moment of silence for Swamp Thing. Yeah, for really DC Universe. Over on or, that one. Not DC Universe. What was your... Uh, <laughs> DC Universe. Yeah, yeah it was, was DC Universe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did the Death Watch for a year. Yeah, that's right. DC Death Watch. Yeah. Um, like Stargirl a lot. And, Is that uh, still going? The, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to start again on HBO Max. And so, you know, HBO Max has been great because they are bringing this material in there. Now, I hope they will continue to do things like Stargirl as well as things like Titans and not think that everything has to be, you know, the R-rated Titans kind of thing and that there's room for things that are more family-oriented. Uh, but right now, to me, the favorite comic book mo- material I'm watching is Superman and Lois, and that's the CW. But that's really the only CW show I'm watching. If you told me five years ago there would be a show about the Flash, you know, Batwoman, Supergirl, Black Lightning, uh, and the Legion of Super, what's the no, what's the time trial? Oh, uh, Legends. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, and that I wasn't watching them, I would have told you you were crazy. There's no yeah. way I wouldn't be watching those. But uh, for me, the choices on the CW are they just went so, and I mentioned this before, so soap opera-ish that, that to me they're, they don't feel as much like superhero shows as they used to. Superman and Lois seems to be the only thing that, that, that has caught a, my attention. found a great way to tell the story. They have a family dynamic. They ground it in reality that way. You still see a lot of superhero kind of stuff. But it's, it's been a good way to deal with the overpowered superhero that Superman is by giving him weaknesses or vulnerabilities, rather, through his family and trying to protect them. So we talked about Umbrella Academy on Netflix. The thing that I just finished binging was Jupiter's Legacy, which was a Mark Miller. So have you watched all those? Yeah, and it I, it may be my favorite superhero yeah. uh, streamer. Period. Really? Okay, yeah. I need to go back oh, and yeah. watch that. Though. I, I found myself, I, not, I could not wait to watch the, the next episode. Uh-huh. And that, again, you had said before, that plays off a of family dynamic. It does. Right? So does. you you... You find a way to tell tell stories about people and, and relationships and and put it in that world rather than it always being about stuff blowing up. But also it was a it was a product that I was not familiar with at all. I'd never heard of so it. So what do y'all think about that? I mean you mentioned how you don't know right. or didn't know about Umbrella you know, those things. So you picked those out. What made you watch those? Well, I think I'm probably talking about it here, to be okay. honest. I mean, we've I've watched a lot of things that I never would have watched had we not, you know, discussed it here. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I'm just like, I, anything that has a, I'm, even though I don't know all the, you know, like, you know, the artists and the writers and the directors, uh-huh. I don't know any of that. But from the get-go, I was into the superhero stuff. And yeah. So anything Umbrella Academy if it's somewhat recognizable yeah. as a superhero property, then it's going to catch my eye. Well, 
Okay, so are, do you think you're more inclined or less inclined to watch something that is not a DC or, or, or not some of the known quantities like the, the Justice League heroes or the Avengers heroes? And, and maybe I should look, make that broader. The DC you know, known heroes or the Marvel known heroes. I, I'm finding myself, I want to see new stories about new characters that I have no idea okay. about their backstory so, so I can have, discover who they are. Right, and you don't have those, uh, you know, predisposed you're not predisposed to certain things about him oh that's not how superman should be that's not how that's Batman right. should be okay. we know and, how and i don't know that stuff i go to the yeah. movie with my son and he says oh well this you know he points all these things out yeah. these easter eggs and whatever that i don't have any idea i still enjoy it yeah but i don't know all the stuff but well I, I, it's fun i'm not still. a batman expert or a superman expert but i know the history of those characters yeah. and i know more times than not i know this the source material yeah. that they're coming from so there's no new surprises right you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the Batman, I uh -huh. think, has got uh, the long Halloween elements of it, right? Uh, in Robert Patterson's new Batman film, mm -hmm. so or Pattinson, Pattinson, Patterson, Bob, Greg, it's a plethora, Fred. plethora yeah. of names. Yeah, I'm going to cut your mic off. You've talked too much already. You've met your quota, <laughs> or is that Kuwata? Is it quota Kuwata Matata? <laughs> anyway, what a wonderful, what a wonderful podcast. Uh -huh. uh, so, but. I'm more inclined to watch something that I don't know much and about. And see, I think that's why we talked about this a little bit off mic. I think that's the success of Watchmen. Absolutely. Uh, and to me, more so the series than the movie, because the series kind of opens back up. You've got some characters that are the same, you know, maybe just one, really, I guess. But uh, Dr. Manhattan. Oh, well, you've got uh, also... Well, you got uh, Osmodeus. Yeah, so you've got you've got some characters yeah, from the other ones, but you also it's a, it can be a brand new story, and you don't come into it with a lot of, uh, you and, know, I know what's going to happen in this. And, and really, Watchmen was the first superhero uh, series, the comic book series that happened around the same time as Dark Knight Returns in the mid '80s. Yeah, that had nothing to do with established DC continuity. Right, it's its own world. Yeah, and they and, brought it into it now, which I, I think was, a little, bit, was yeah. a little bit of a mistake. I think so too. I think it works better on its own so we, the overall question are we saturated with superhero yeah, stories yeah i think we probably for you are. are yeah jay maybe getting to that point but again it's more about what i have time to watch i would watch more shows if i had the time well, to just do quit it. So your have job. To be more selective and i guess it's just quit your job and the, do it the the reality is the luxury is that all of a sudden we have so much of this material that we can pick and choose what we want to watch and you don't have to feel I, I think it's a mindset where you go, I don't have to watch everything. I can watch just the pieces that appeal to me that, you know, so it's not like, okay, if I want to watch superheroes, I'm going to have to watch, right, you know, right. uh, Lou Ferrigno in a bad Beatles wig as the Hulk. Oh you know? man, don't and, diss. On oh, Lou. I'm telling you, it's great. Beloved, don't diss beloved, on beloved oh. Lou Ferrigno. But you know, you're sitting there watching and go, this is great. <laughs> I want it to be great. I want it to be great. And we did. We loved Lou Ferrigno, and it's great. But looking back at it, you go, wow, it's a, they've, we've come so far. It, it, yeah, and, yeah. And believe me, I understand the nostalgia for the Hulk, Wonder Woman, all those shows is, is enough to pull me into it every time. So let me take a step back. Is it superheroes we're saturated with or comic book material in general? Hmm. I think probably superheroes. I think it's kind of superheroes. Because yeah, I, I do think there's some comic book material out there that may not be, as you were saying, Jay, may not be readily apparent or readily known as comic book material. And until we find out that it is, it really doesn't bother us. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think the studios are done. I mean, we, we know oh, what's no, going no, on no. with the Universe 4 or whatever, but I was reading today that Netflix would be the has... Marvel Cinematic Universe 4. Right. MCU yeah. 4. 
Netflix has five new shows in development. They're not saying what they are yet, yeah. but there's, I mean, they're already looking for it and making more. And well, I think that's a, there's a possibility of Star Wars, you know, reaching a saturation point with that too. I mean, I think they're, they're kind of, you know, as they, but, but I think they learned their lesson. They being Lucasfilm and Disney mm-hmm. with when we had, you know, episode seven, eight, the solo movie, you know, all the stuff stacked on rogue one stacked on top yeah. of each other. I think they may be at a point too, where, you know, regardless of how the Mandalorian season two ended, I think they may now realize that it doesn't necessarily have to be the Skywalker saga That's right. to, to be entertaining. And, and maybe even because you can do your own story without having to try to fit it into some, you know, a preconceived notion of what should happen. You can do a lot more exciting things with the Mandalorian to me is, is a perfect example of that. Yeah. It new blood that yeah. came in, mm-hmm. you know, and told a different story, that, but still remained faithful much more so than anything else to the idea of star Wars without yeah. having to be shoehorned into the Luke story. So who's watched the boys? Me. Jay, Jay, you watch the boys. Jay watches everything. He's he got does. all the time in the world. Yeah. He listens to this podcast when he's not on, you know, right. even even when he's on it. So you watched the boys. Did you enjoy the boys, Jay? I enjoyed the idea of the boys that, I mean, <laughs> I know what it, you're saying, but that just, kind of, well, I because I can't, you know, my conscience comes back to me and says, you know, the boys, it was pretty on the edge. Sorry, yeah. Mrs. Reed. But I like the idea of superheroes having, uh, like a darker side and yeah. sort of a real life and they bring the you know the whole money and marketing thing into it so i like the spin of the boys and uh i like some a lot of the actors but yeah it was it's still you know i'll continue to say it's on the on the edge of the uh it, spectrum of ratings it was real interesting to me that amazon had the boys which i enjoyed i don't know that i'll hit season three or not um, but they also did Invincible, which is a Robert Kirkman property, which has a lot of the same elements as The Boys does. Um, you know, that that superhero kind of goes wrong type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't watch Invincible either, did mm-hmm. you, Art? No. So that, that I, I think I enjoyed Invincible more than The Boys. It's not nearly as crude as The Boys. Have you watched how many episodes of Invincible or have you watched anything? I'm not Jay? sure I've watched that. You need to watch It's it. animated. It's animated. Okay. So, um, all these things are just ripoff of Quest, uh, Superman Quest for Peace, Superman yeah. Four, where he got you know turned evil for a while. That's right. That's right. So Jay's writing it down in his. How many journals have you gone through for the podcast? <laughs> Several. Sure. Have you really? No, I mean I, I use this is kind of my carry around journal. And I do the podcast, and then <clears> the next day I make my grocery list or whatever. So, but I keep a uh, notebook rolling at all times. There you go. There you go. So. Um, what Who's we, looking forward to Loki, which is the next big series? I am so looking forward okay, to so, Loki. So even though we've got too much, there's still stuff that's... And of course, the Black Widow movie, there's still stuff that we go, oh man, we can't wait for that. So, I so enjoy, we haven't hit that point yet. You know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier I was great. I love that. I thought that was great. WandaVision, yeah. I love that. I thought that was great. And, and so those are four to six episode yeah. limited run series that's almost like two movies put together, yeah. but spread out, if that makes sense. Put together uh-huh. and spread out. So I, I think I really enjoy those yeah. limited arcs like a limited series yeah i think that works really well so yeah. I, so you're gonna watch loki yeah I'll right watch loki. i mean yeah, both sure are. yeah um then what what's after loki what's the next one after i can't remember what series the, wise yeah i'm not sure what's next i don't know if anything. but i will tell you this okay so loki excited about black widow excited about saw the eternals trailer 
and I'm just not I'm not there yet on that The Eternals. So maybe that's one that I won't go see in the theater. Yeah, but we've said that before, haven't we? We have. Yeah, in Marvel <laughs> and then next Flash Two. Hey, yeah. you want popcorn before you sit down? <laughs> yeah, Marvel gets us every time. Yeah, so they do. I I don't know that I'll see another DC movie in the theater for a while. Yeah. I'll wait till it comes out on HBO Max. I guess at this point. Because um, there's not enough emotional attachment to draw me in. Right. I, I don't know that I'll watch Boys Season 3, but if uh-huh. Jupiter Legacy Season 2 dropped tomorrow, I'd binge the whole thing. Okay. Because I want to see what happens. I, I care more about those characters than I care about the boys. I'm real interested in the Titans. I thought the Titans was, you know. Yeah, like I said, um, that has worked well for me, and I did not expect it to. So it makes it, because that has, it makes me want to give Doom Patrol another sure. shot. But, but Titans yeah. also has a little bit of that family dynamic, big brother to little brother. Right. So I'm, I'm hearing... Well, not being family fair. It it's is. not family fair. <laughs> but it's it, it. I guess what I'm hearing here, it's about relationships. Yeah. And again, if you've got... It all comes down to if you've got the story, then it's going to work regardless of what... Whether it's heroes you know or heroes you don't have never heard of before. So I guess what we're saying, Hollywood and major streaming services, because we know you listen to this podcast mm-hmm. every week, we want compelling stories about relationships where the superhero aspect is almost secondary. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I mean, no, I want to every time I, I want to see the action, though. I want to see the superhero stuff. Sure. But it it needs to it needs to be in service of the story more so than the other way around. I think you really need to watch Jupiter's Legacy. I, I, I'm gonna, we we need to do a post mortem on that, or would it be in mortem in memorial? What would it be? Well, it's I mean, not mortem it yet. Review, yeah, yeah. <laughs> review. Wow. Okay. okay. So, what would you nix of current shows in production right now? What do you have no interest and you think should be cut? What would you continue? I think it's time to cut the CW stuff. I think it's, you know, if, if it's going to continue the way it's done, the way it's been, other than Superman and Lois, uh, and granted, I'm not watching everything, so this is just my knee-jerk reaction, but I think it's probably time to... Uh, but the CW is always trended younger, and I yeah, don't and think... And that's true. That's we're a good not, point. We're not I'm that not that demographic demo. anymore. Yeah. yeah, so that's, that's again, I'm making a call, you know, as, as a guy of a certain age that probably... Ah, get off my comic <laughs> superhero right, right. front porch. But those, those would be the ones that... Those are the ones that... And I don't care if they make them or not, but those are the ones that I have decided not to follow anymore. All right, so you'd get rid of the CW. Yeah. What would you get rid of, Jay? I would have to agree. I mean, that's that's not one that I, aside from our original Supergirl, watching that. You know, aside mm-hmm. from that, I do think you should watch Superman and Lois. Yeah, yeah. and I've watched I've watched one or two of those, and I'd, I'd like to finish that too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the rest of it, I want to. I want. I definitely want to keep the Disney Plus stuff that, like Loki, like we talked about. Those are the things that that I will stop what I'm doing and watch right. as soon as it comes down. Mm-hmm. So, so I find myself, if I'm looking for something to watch, I'm going to hit Prime and Netflix and HBO Max. I never go to Disney Plus to find something new to wonder about because I still have this thought that Disney Plus is a library of stuff that I'm familiar with, not necessarily new content. Yeah, I, I other than the stuff that's... Promoted the, mar- right. the marquee yeah. stuff, the that- Mandalorian, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I don't go into Disney Plus and just browse around. Like, yeah, man, I think that's a perfect thing. You go, if I want to watch Beauty and the Beast at some point, I'll go there as if it were on my shelf. Yeah, but that's I, a great yeah, way to put uh-huh. it. But I don't go and go. Well, let's see what's happening. And there's new content. I just you know, unless there's something that I know about through you know 
the, yeah. all the different streams that, uh, information streams that we follow. So, so we're, I'm, I'm in agreement. Uh, I'm in agreement with you guys. We nixed the CW that has kind of taken us beyond the saturation point. I think we nixed the boys because, mm-hmm. eh, you know, yeah, see, and I've never watched the boys. So, yeah. I just, you know, I, I have thought about it because you two have watched it, but then based on your comments, I'm going, well, maybe it's not something yeah, I, I wouldn't get miss that. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting okay. while it was there, but I wouldn't miss it. So do, do who does superheroes the best of the streaming services and studios? Not, mm-hmm. not Marvel or DC with the, with the tentpole movies. Who does superhero storytelling the best? So you're talking about, um, Amazon, Netflix, okay. you know, HBO Max. Who's doing the best, most compelling superhero story today? And we'll we'll wrap up with this one because we've already. Are we, are we including Disney with that? Oh sure, because we we've nick, but not but not movies. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the series like WandaVision, Falcon, sure. Because sort of. um, we've already killed. Go the first, CW. Jay. I'm gonna say Disney Plus. I mean, those are yeah. the ones that I'm. Like I said, I'm gonna make time to watch those. Whereas. Sure. Jupiter's Legacy, as much as I like it, and the Titans, as much as I want to finish it, those are things I'm going to watch by myself. Whereas yeah. the Disney Plus stuff, Melissa's going to watch it with me, and, and we're going to, um, you know, it's a family thing that we're yeah. going to do. So that's that's definitely what I want to keep. With the exception of Superman and Lois, and I hate to keep coming back to this, but that is that's the probably the superhero show I'm looking forward to each week to seeing. You know, and I just think it's been consistent. I'd go with Disney Plus too. I mean, I, so I can't completely throw CW out yet, but I'm saying that Disney Plus in terms of show after show at what we've seen so far, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say they're doing it the best. You know, I think Netflix has done a great job of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm on a Jupiter, Le- Jupiter Legacy kick, mm-hmm. um, but Umbrella Academy was really well done. Mm-hmm. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. My wife watched the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, she remember talking about that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you've got the Sandman series coming up. I'm looking forward to see what Netflix does. I think Disney Plus has got it, but you take the movies out, you know, I don't know that that Disney Plus could stand on its own um, with just its limited series because I think the limited series are so dependent upon the movies. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, so yeah. anyway, phenomenal production value, great stories, but it, it really, to me, the, the Disney plus series, as much as I love them, they're, they're appendum, uh, their appendix. No, they're I'm dependent on, dependent is what I'm trying yeah, to say on the other material on the MCU. Right. And so, yeah, cause you wouldn't go in and just watch may not go in and just watch Falcon and winter soldier without having seen anything. Else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. with one division. Yeah. Well, that's oh, what I'm saying. That's yeah, what all, that, the above. Yeah. 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 all those. Yeah. All right. So sorry, CW, you're gone. So, except anything, for so Superman and Lois. Except for Superman and Lois. And really, so. what they really need to do, and this is what we'll say, they need to resurrect the DC Universe with Superman and Lois and Swamp Thing. Boy, and that's how we're going to leave it. So, <laughs> uh, we have remade the streaming wars. You know, if only Jeff Bezos would listen to us. We wouldn't cost him a half a billion dollars to remake the Amazon streaming empire, would we? No, we would no. not. No. We he could do. have the podcast. I mean, the guys of a certain age. Yeah, I'd sell it for five grand for my, you know, $15,000 total, five for each of us. So, all right, guys. Yeah. Or maybe 5,000 for, no, never mind. Anyway. All right. We're going to. 7,000 each last week for something. Yeah. Well, you know, crypto crashed. I mean, Bitcoin (laughs) is down so low now. So, but anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We will see you in a week or so. Hopefully.